much less than 10,080 minutes to go before the trade deadline's over. Sands through the hourglass. It's, it's almost time. That's why we wanted uh, Joshua Cloak to join us because he did write an article about uh, Kyle Dubas's biggest trades as a Maple Leaf GM, and he ranked them from worst to first, which is one of those articles, and let's, let's face it, I've had a few concussions, so there's many I go, like, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> well, I, uh, 16 trades, he can't be faulted for not having them at the forefront. Let's welcome in Joshua. Uh, Joshua, thanks, thanks for joining us. Was that a, an interesting article to, uh, to go back on? Uh, were there some that stood out for you more as you revisited them? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking at it through the lens of, of a Leafs fan, it was kind of a depressing article to go through. <laughs> um, to be honest, like I, 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 I think, you know, let's be honest, there's, there's a lot of misses on there. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the deadline is tough, right? The deadline, you know, and I, I think Kyle Dubas, um, you know, means well to, to get out ahead of the deadline and, and try and do his best work, you know, weeks before the deadline instead of, you know, hours before the deadline. But I don't know. Like, you, you look at some of the, the trades made in season. Some of them have played out well. And I, I suppose if Jack Campbell is probably – you know, playing the way he did in October and November right now, um, you know, the, the one trade for him is, is a clear cut above every other trade. But th- what stuck out to me kind of going through the, the list is this, there wasn't really any super clear home runs, right? You, you look at what he gave up for Jake Muzzin, probably the necessary price at the time, but all those players, those three players, those three pieces, they're all playing for the Kings right now. Um, you look at, you know, the the Jack Campbell deal, is it's a fair deal. It was a good deal, but Jack Campbell might not be, you know, a full-fledged starting goalkeeper. And then you go on the other end, and the Nick Foligno deal is, oof, I mean, what do we want to call it, a disaster? Like, it's yeah. it's tough. Um, so I, I think Kyle Dubas, I guess what I learned from it is Kyle Dubas probably doesn't do his best work at the deadline. It's probably done through free agency and, and by drafting players, finding kind of steals in the draft. So, yeah, I guess if I learned anything, it was that it's it's been tough sledding in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, one of the things that stood out to me um, was that the number of trades he made that seemed less about finding someone they wanted and more about getting rid of someone they didn't want, right? Like, you yeah. know, they, they got rid of the Marlowe contract. They saw the Zaitsev deal they had to get rid of. They moved on from the Richie deal. How do you think they fared in those ones which seemed less about getting better and more about addition by subtraction? Yeah, and that's something we have to kind of be fair to, to Kyle Dubas and his work is that a lot of what he was doing was was being done to kind of build this team in, in his own vision, right? And so that means moving on from from Patrick Marlowe. And, and I think one deal as well that, that sticks out, um, you know, getting a first-round pick and, and getting a good prospect that he then flipped, um, you know, in the Kasperi Kapanen deal. Like so many of these deals were done to shed salary. And I think, you know, getting a player like Joey Anderson as well, a player that I think, you know, could be a full-time Leaf in, in one or two years here, that's good. They're, they're kind of bets in a way. But, you know, when you're kind of behind the eight ball in that way and you're, you're trying to, I guess, what are we calling it, making up for some of the mistakes of his yeah. predecessor or just trying to build the team in, in his own way, that, that's tough. Um, but again, I just keep coming back to it. There hasn't been a slam dunk deal. Right. And again, like maybe we're talking about these trades differently. And if, if Rodian Amarov is, is completely healthy and, 
you know, obviously we feel for the player, the young man, but, um, you know, that, that one kind of hasn't gone the way he would have hoped. So maybe a little bit of bad luck along the way, but I, I guess now, you know, what are we a week, less than a week exactly between the, between now and the deadline. Yep. Um, it's going to get even tougher, right? Because we know he's a, he's a GM that likes to get his work done early. And I like the Labushkin deal. I like it a lot. I mean, you still have to give up a second round pick. Um, and that's something too, that we should probably focus on is again, Dubas has done well with his drafting, right? You look at Matthew Nyes, Toby Niemla. These are players that were found Nick Robertson players found outside the first round. So to say, well, you know, he gave up a second here, a third here, you know, when your drafting record is as good as the Leafs has been, those start to add up, right? I probably think if I'm Rob Blake, I go back to the well again this week Yeah, because there seems to be a connection there. And you're right. I mean, Kyle Dubas, Kyle Dubas uh, his two best trades, according to your list, are the ones with the L.A. Kings. Uh, Jack Campbell, three weeks ago, I, four weeks ago, a month ago, he's uh, he's looking awfully good against Pittsburgh, and, and that looks like a slam dunk. And here we are a month later, and we don't know where he is health-wise. Jake Muzzin, the same thing. But those, those second-round picks, I'm watching a little bit of uh, L.A. last night and Sean Dursey. You know how many minutes he played last night against Florida? Some? I don't know. 26. No, we didn't. 26. <laughs> Do you oh ever... S- and and I'm sure he, I'm sure it was either Lilligren or Dursey. It was. In that trade. I, I can tell you that it was. I don't think we'll ever see Lilligren in this lifetime play 26 minutes. Wowee. So, and... Uh, he also, they tied the game in the last minute against Florida, and it was Dersey's play that set it up. All right, I all mean, right, he's, we he's get turning it. into a bit of a player, but those are the pieces now that make or break you. Yeah. Well, I guess, too, like, would, would we have seen Sean Dersey play 26 minutes ever for the Leafs, right? And and that's that's why I think the Kings one is, like, you're right, maybe they go back, both teams go back to that well because – the two teams are really different like trajectories, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense. But um, yeah, again, that, that kind of stings even more when, when you, when you flip, like, again, when the, the trade happened, you're like Sean Dursey, like, okay, like where does he factor in to the Leafs long-term plans? Probably not, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It'd be great to have any young defenseman playing 26 a night, minutes a night for the Leafs right now. Right. Yeah, no doubt about that. The other one that kills me is the Mason Marchman trade. He's what's he a point per game in Florida right now? Big guy, you know that they spent years developing. So that one hurts. So uh, lo- looking at the the list as you went through this, I guess the the question is how confident are you in in what what's going to come up here? You know, and well, the moves he's going to make here. We know he's he makes moves when he has to, but how do you feel about his ability to find what they need here in the next seven days? Yeah, I think I grow less and less confident with every passing hour. And I say that because, I mean, again, I was talking with, with Jonas Siegel yesterday and, you know, up, what, four or five days ago, the consensus was kind of, I don't know if the Leafs have to make a, you know, a deal for a netminder. But after, again, like the, what, the last week or so, it kind of feels like Dubas has to, right? It kind of feels like he owes it yeah. to this team. It kind of feels like he owes it to like, you know, the Matthews line in particular to say, 
you're pulling your weight. You know, we, we see that you're not playing as confident in front of the goaltending we have right now. Don't we have to do something? Like, isn't that just part of his job to do something? And so, again, with every passing hour, that's less time for Dubas to find a defenseman, which they need, a goaltender, which I think increasingly becomes apparent that they do need, and, you know, maybe an upgrade on the top six. Like, that's a huge shopping list, and it's, it's December 24th and it's, you know, it's 5 p.m., right? Like you're, yeah. you're kind of, you're getting out of time here. So I would say in terms of my confidence, yeah, it grows less and less. Because again, like wh- who's out there? How much can you do? And it's not as if you just need one piece. And, and we know that as, as the hours tick away, the price goes up. Um, I think it hurts him that there hasn't been a ton of movement, right? And you hear insiders talking about how, this could be one of the quietest deadlines ever. And I'm sure you guys hope that's not the case <laughs> for your coverage. Yeah. And I hope it's not the case either, but you know, if the prices are staying high for a top six guy for a, you know, for a top four D for a, what a two, three goalie, oh, it's, it's going to get tough. Like, do we really think he can get all three of those pieces? We do not. No. <laughs> do you get the sense, Joshua, that uh, he still has, carte blanche here to go out there and do whatever's necessary. I, I, I look at this team and I go, this isn't Brendan Shanahan's team. There's not, there's not a chance. It is Kyle Dubas's team. He built this. These are his pieces and they don't reflect certainly the, the player that Brendan Shanahan was. And I think Brendan's entrusted and given uh, auto- auto- autonomy to Kyle Dubas. Do you, do you still get the sense it's there for him? I, I think it's absolutely there for him for two reasons. One, I mean, he, he's built what, you know one of the best offensive teams in hockey, and you know again, I, I just come back to it. You wouldn't want you wouldn't want to waste the season that that Matthews and Marner are having. And two, I think he has the autonomy because I think if it doesn't go well, and you know if they get bounced in the first round again, is, is Kyle Dubas the GM next year? I don't know. Right. I, I think when if we were to have this conversation a year ago. I think it would have been fair to say you look at the season they had last year in the regular season, you look how well they played. You know, they, he, they, he bought himself an extra year. He bought himself one more year. I, I don't know. I don't know how many more times, you know, they can, they can keep losing in the first round. And I don't think that's anything extraordinary to say that. So he probably has the autonomy, but I think there's also some knowledge there that, you know, it's, it's, he's only going to get so many kicks at the can here. Um, it, I also wonder what he can do, right? Like Nick Robertson is, is a piece you can move, right? But do you want to move Matthew Nyes, right? Six foot three, power forward with great hands. I don't know if you want to move him. Mm-hmm. Toby Niemla, like, you know, great right shot D. Those kind of players don't grow in trees. A first round pick he has, but it's going to be, you know, in the bottom eight of that first round. So as much as he, you know, again, as long as his shopping list is, I don't know how many pieces, real pieces he has of value. We keep talking about Dermot and Hall, um, great kind of development stories. But I don't know, Borne, like how much value do they have around the league right now? It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's, he's really in tough right now, which I think is going to make the next six days or so really intriguing. Let's hope this time next year we can add a few to your list one way or another. Joshua Cloak, thanks for doing this. Thanks, man. Yeah, anytime, guys. Really appreciate it. Did I get his last name wrong? You did. No, you got it. Cloak. 
Sammy's giving me dirty looks. Did I say like coat or <laughs> did I say moat? <laughs> Sammy's giving me like the no, ki- Kipper. Yeah, I'm just, I didn't want it to be dirty. Just, you didn't say his last name when you introduced him, and I thought you were not confident in his last name. So oh. I wanted to tell you when when you were leaving to to say his name, right? Listen, even if I'm I don't want to throw you under the bus. Wrong. Pal. Listen, when we, I'm at my worst, we let you Mazzara Lack of confidence today. We'll isn't one of the uh, uh, issues here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I I'm just an idiot. <laughs> but I, I have confidence, even from when one, I'm an idiot. From one idiot to another, I knew the. Anyways. Yeah. Does it, do our, does it do our listener I, any value for me to run through these trades yeah, at all? Yeah, sure. Him? Just a couple for sure. You okay. know, one one that I don't know if is on the list, but you know, he picked up Zach Hyman from. From Florida yeah, for next to nothing. Yeah, that was kind of his first one. Lou is still here, but that was kind of a dubious. That was a good one. Yeah. It's just a shame that, like many GMs, you you run the risk of have, tur- turning nothing into a huge asset and then losing it for nothing. Yeah. That's the only fallback on that one. But yeah. that was a great pickup by Kyle Dubas. That was. That was a really good one. So just to bomb through quick, they got Felino. Uh, remember last year, that was the worst one. Last place, uh, first and two fourth rounders. Mm. You know, there's other pieces involved, but you don't but, care. You know, I love that trade. You know, I where, hate to say that I love that trade, but I love that trade, and I know I, a I lot of people. I know a lot of people that are killing him for that trade that loved it at the time too. Yeah, hundred percent. You know where I thought he he miss misread uh, Ottawa. Cody CC, Ben Harper for Zaitsev, Connor Brown, and Carcone. Yeah, so so basically, uh, here's Connor Brown to take Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah, Connor Brown, he should have kept. 100%. He had him on a long term deal. It was I don't know two million, two point whatever. Two point whatever. whatever. Two more years penalty you know, scores he, twenty. He, he went with um, one of the He went guys. with Kapanen, and he went with Janssen. Uh, Janssen, you're right. And that one, he needed to get rid of one or two of those guys. And Connor Brown was the guy he needed to keep on a cheap deal. Great call. I Great love Connor Brown. Me Just too. a bad, bad decision but, right there. But yeah. that was all leading up, and we'll get the, the one in there, but that was all leading up to signing. Uh, wasn't that because they were trying to get the money for Kapanen and Janssen? And that's when they did the Marlowe deal as well to clear the space. Yeah. And to get the Zaitsev off the books. That's good context. Good context. The the, fir- the first overall or the first trade that he had here, Cloak did, was the the one we mentioned, Jack Campbell. Number two was getting Jake Muzzin for Grundstrom Dursey in a second. Well, earn a first. We'll see what that ends okay, up being. Uh, can we just go back to the Jack Campbell? Yeah. Okay. First 35 games, he's looking like a rock star. He also existed and last, last, year, last year and right? was a 918 playoff. Was good and, last year. Or more, 930, I think. For Too sure. Good. He's got to get him back. He will get him back. And he'll be way better than what's going on now. As long as everybody cleans up, everybody looks in the mirror and takes their shared responsibility on getting better. But the guy that's starting to make real noise now for L.A. in that deal, Trevor Moore. I liked Moore at the time, too. Trevor Moore has turned himself into a very good player for the L.A. Kings. I, but... I don't. I just sounded like the Sheldon Keefe, Keefe drop we play, but I like that trade, and I, uh, I still do that. I, I still do that essential. trade yeah. ten times out of ten. Um, but that's a good the, one that's the, worked out. The, the the Dursey part of that for well, me. Well, that hurts because you're uh, his own sound, own sound guy. Played, and it was fired on attack. I was fired up when they trade. So traded him. I don't know if you guys just when you get a chance, go look at the tying goal. He's a great player. Last night, where he's on, he's got the puck on I the far it. blue line. Saw it. Okay. 
I keep it on my boy Jersey. Don't you worry about that. And he has got the puck on his stick, and Barkov's going to close him off. Yeah. Selkie Barkov. Maybe the best 200-foot guy. One of them. Yeah. He gives him a shimmy, and Barkov bites like you've never seen Barkov bite before. Yeah. And then he sends a perfect pass across the ice. They tie the, the game. They win it in a shootout. And yeah. is that what he did in Owen Sound? Yeah, he's offensive dynamo. Yeah, they for, chose for the him attack. He was a second-round no, pick. A, he was a stud. And he actually had a – I mean, not to get too deep into it, but he was – in his first year, he did not do very well. And he kind of jumped big time in the rankings. He kind of grew, got more confident, great right shot offensive D-man. And then they took him in the second round, and I was like, over I, I was ready to buy a jersey. I was like, oh, my God. And I'm then, not sure where his – Jersey, up, jersey? Jersey, jersey. <laughs> I'm not sure where his, his upside will yeah. take him. But what I saw off of that goal tells me that this well, guy's got a there. chance to be a, a really good player for L.A. So, okay. So we're talking about all these trades. And I have to ask, what is your confidence level in Dubis at this deadline to make okay. good trades? Because mine I will, has been shaken. I will say this, okay? And, yes, I mean, we've, we can go down these and we can pick apart Kyle Dubis. We can probably do that on a lot of general Some managers. Nice in here. I, have, I have less confidence in the market than I do Kyle Dubis. Yeah, so it's not going to be available for him. It's just, he, he is not David Copperfield. He just cannot pull it. Oh, all right, I'm leaning on the off-off off button. You're all good now. I have less confidence in the market than I do Kyle Dubas. There is just nothing, There, there isn't a, a magic hat to start pulling players out of. Right. Take a look at the list and, and what's available. And, and on top of that, what the ask is. This might be the latest I've seen a trade deadline go where we're seeing jack squat nothing. happening right now. I know. Nothing's happening. It's, it's first and a prospect for five guys, yeah. and that's not Chikrin either, who wants as many – they want as many as three or four pieces. Well, at some point, you know, if there's several people out there, available players, and they're – management is saying we want first and a prospects and teams are saying no i think everyone is going okay well this has to come down if none of us are going to pay that and that's why it's going on this far but i'm you can talk about how bad the market is here and you can talk about what the prices are but the problem is doesn't he kind of have to pay him well yeah that's a great point i mean if you think this is your window what you're gonna. I, well, you're just gonna sit on this well but if the idea is that the prices will go down maybe he's willing to pay him he's just hoping to see it go just a little okay, bit Okay, so what you're telling down. me is if Montreal's holding for uh, Ben Sherratt a first and a pick, then Kyle needs to hand it over. That's what you're telling me. That's why, uh, 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 that's why I'm not the, making right? the big bucks, buddy. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I, I don't know if that's you, the guy they're going no after. by the framing of that question? I think no. He, it, it, it's just You're not getting Ben Sherratt for, on without a, a first. On a rental. No, I think you can get Ben Sherratt maybe for a second and a third. Oh, a couple picks. Or, yeah, yeah, a couple picks. It could drop. Can get to a probably a second and a third. But well, what if you're th- first? There might is be 25th. someone more desperate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know the other thing that kills me right now is listen. The way this industry works 
everyone has their people on the inside that tell them the information. And then, you know, the trade-off of getting scoops is that sometimes you, you know, you, you put out there what people want out there. A hundred percent. So right now we hear that Marc-Andre Fleury is going to cost a first-round yeah, pick and that, a that's prospect. True. That's I'm, true. I'm sure that's yeah, what they're that's asking what, that's for. That's what Chicago wants to start the bids at. I don't see how Chicago has any leverage. Like, Marc-Andre Fleury can decide to go or not yeah. go if he likes the, the destination. He's going to pick the destination. The report, the report that goes along with that is, oh, we don't think he wants to leave. You know, well, the, the, no, one wants exactly it. no one wants him. He doesn't want to go right. anywhere. No, unless so, he really. Um, he, yeah. So, like, there's a, there's a two-report thing going on here yeah. with him. But yeah. I believe, and it's been reported, that the Leafs have put in a call for Chicago. My understanding is he has no interest in Canada. So he shut down Edmonton and Toronto. Really? Does that get revisited? The play all along and Fleury for... Fleury wouldn't care what the return is. It has, no, it has nothing to do with him. It has him. nothing to do with him. So, so the second he says it's okay... Anyway, sorry, carry on, Nick. So he still has to come, I think, to the conclusion of... Does he even want to go chase a cup? How many does he have? Three? Sounds right. He's not Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux is chasing now he's mm. gonna have one opportunity to pick a spot he is in a much different place Mark andre Fleury could sit there and go i'm not i don't need it i've got three i'm gonna stay here with my family i'm gonna look at my options in the off season and i'm gonna sign with pittsburgh and take a million or to back BJ's up and spezza and wrap it up yeah and that's enough for him so I'm sure that that hard answer to Chicago will probably come Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And and I'm sure that's right. And if he goes to them and says, I'm not going to Toronto, I'm not going to Edmonton, I'll go to Colorado, and then Chicago goes to Colorado and says, uh, would you guys want to make a deal? And Colorado says, not for a pick and a prospect. We'll give you a second rounder. A hundred percent. Chicago's like, all right, it's that or nothing. Yes. So I just don't see how Chicago can possibly yeah. leverage a first and, and a prospect. The, the only, the only thing I, I believe too is, uh, has he made a decision on Washington? Mm. They are probably the team that need him the most. Yeah. That's interesting. And whether or not he can envision I do know when Marc Messier was done and he needed to sign somewhere, Washington really wanted him badly. Really? And it was too close to New York City for him. See, that's a thing. And I got killed. Didn't I get killed on this show for being like, how could he do that? Well, Pittsburgh. I think we always talk about guys who would look weird in jerseys. I just don't want to Mark see Mark andre Fleury on the Capitals. That, pure of heart. that would be the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of guys that look weird in jerseys. So, like, that would yeah. be weird. That needs to happen I do believe that there, there is a chance that he says, uh, uh, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And he just plays it out with his family in Chicago. Would that make you feel differently about him? No, not with, he's got three cups. I know, me too. It, it doesn't for me. Some people might say it's anti-competitive to not chase it every year or something. For me, it's like, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's proved himself. Do, he's a Hall do, of Famer. Do you like him to come to Toronto and solve what you've seen? No, I don't. I don't like it. I don't believe... You know who else wouldn't like it? Him. Yeah, I don't believe he, it's going to be any better than what Jack Campbell's going to be. for the. And you're just going to have to use an asset that you need to plug another hole. Mm. I mean, listen, if Marc-Andre Fleury's on the team, 
I'll start him ahead of whoever right now. He can play in the net, but it's going it's going to cost something. And you only have so many assets as Cloak hit on. So what are you going to spend them on? I mean, looking around the league at goaltenders, I just don't know who you get that improves you for sure. Yeah. Uh, Halak in Vancouver doesn't want to go anywhere right now. It's the same thing. Are you any better? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, we just talked about goalies. I too just much. don't know, if, <laughs> right? <laughs> just you, you gave up a third for a guy that didn't even dress for you last year in Riddick. Riddick, yeah. Uh, to me, that it was another just a complete waste of a of a high pick. But last year we didn't say that because it was like was no, it, I said Freddie's it. knee. Freddie was hurting though, and we didn't know if he'd be, be able to play. You weren't even sure if Jack yes. Campbell was a starter guy. And you didn't want to go in if, if Campbell blew it in the first yeah. game or two. You yeah, didn't yeah, want to have no fair. one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But it was like. Yeah. It's an expensive cover-up. It was. It just felt like they really spent their whole bankroll last year on what was the world's most disappointing first round. <laughs> it just could not have gone worse. So should we pick through a few more of these? Should we go through NHL news and notes? Yeah, well, let's do a few uh, news and notes. Okay. Uh, Landis Cog out choosing surgery what what's going on with him what's hurt i assume something uh lower body knee sounds like something with his knee wants to be back for playoffs and not on a clean it up now something is it possible that... he'd be ready for playoffs i've I, I heard four to six weeks oh wow so the answer is yes okay now this is what I find interesting in all of this. Okay. Is that uh, he is not yet on a long term IR. <gasps> Are they going to do the thing? They're oh, going to do the Colorado's no. going to do the thing and get players? <laughs> no, no. Did Colorado improve or did they not improve? Oh, wow. Their Kipper. chances at the trade deadline now. So, so they LTIR him and suddenly have what, $7 million in cap space to spend? Oh, my God. So last night they beat Calgary. And I believe that they only dressed 11 forwards. Okay. Which means that somehow, some way, it doesn't serve them any purpose to put them on long-term IR, which means somehow, and I'm, I'm no salary cap guru, but they're banking right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're loading with him off and not on LTR. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're accruing as much yes, cap space as possible right. every day that that's they can right. accrue cap space right up to the deadline. Because once you're in LTIR, you can't accrue. There you go. So they're gaining space, yes. then they'll LTIR them. So cap if space we hear by Thursday or Friday, Landon Cog is going on long-term IR, that means they may be close to a pretty big deal. Oof, it's cap friendly. This Landis God contract. And wow. Then, and then it just that just screams Giroux to me. Oh, right. They're definitely doing that. No, I heard Giroux's choice is is Florida. That's his first choice, and he's got a no move. Oh. So, and much like Flurry, Chuck Fletcher is looking for a first and a prospect. That's the going rate right now for any of these guys that sure. could that potentially can... be a top four or a top six player. So right now, the the, the Avs have $3.3 million in cap space. They keep them on, you know, off LTIR. They can get up to almost $4 million in cap space. 
Then you LTIR him, and his salary is uh, he makes seven mil a year, so you can go seven million deeper plus your four. You can get players. So S. All of a sudden, one of the leading contenders for the Stanley Cup this year, as in, uh, their their position at the trade deadline improves significantly. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that played into the decision to get the surgery, and my gut says yes. It's interesting, too, that I believe you can have these guys um, go in a conditioning stint in the minors before the end of the season. I think, like, Landeskog could go play for Lake Erie well, or whatever their minor because, league teams. Uh, I don't remember right also, now. Also, when Kyle Dubas was talking, I believe, to Elliot Friday, he had mentioned that Muzzin feels good and he could have a stint with, with the, the Marlies. Marlies. Now, the yeah. question is, do you put him on – do you bring him back on the cap before or after that stint? I, I think it's... Okay, so that's a question I don't know the I, answer I, to and shouldn't pretend I don't to. think you can go do a conditioning stint... Without being back on without the team ba- payroll? Yeah, without being on the team payroll. Okay, that makes sense. Fascinating stuff, anyway. Um, you that's know, a, I, when that's I heard, a scary proposition for everybody else in the Western Conference if they're adding that much cap yeah. space. I would believe behind the scenes now, there's some teams going... You make sh- to the league office. You make sure you be in the room when he gets that surgery. Or, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, want, I want records. I yeah. want records, and I, I want, want someone to hold up his MCL <laughs> and show it to me in a photograph. <laughs> but I, I, I do believe it's legit. They're yeah, all, they, they're all have wear and tear. You can <laughs> always find what a good captain. Of course, something. of course. What a good course. captain. I don't but think maybe. Landis Cog wants to go under any uh, surgery albeit even a minor surgery, unless there's legitimacy. You yeah, just, yeah. You just look at the Western Conference. I mean, who's beating them? They are far and away the best team well, in the Western Calgary Conference. Well, Calgary is the only... Yeah, and Calgary is the, the closest one. Yeah. How about Vegas never in doubt up until, what, a week ago, 10 days ago, that they're a little nervous now about their playoff, playoff chances. chances? This whole Mark Stone thing... Sure, come back to bite you if you're not good enough to get in the postseason. I mean, really going into this year, it was like, all right, Colorado. I will say this. Much like the Toronto Maple Leafs, them as a wild card could be very dangerous, though. Yeah, like Colorado doesn't want to get Vegas as much as I'll tell you another team that doesn't. If I'm Calgary, I don't want to get Vegas either. No. No. And, And a healthy Mark Stone. Yeah. Yeah, good point. That's a that's a mess of a situation. And that's when teams would get pissed off. Like one thing for Tampa Bay, who's already won a cup, to come in as a two seed and add Kucherov. Another thing for Vegas to suddenly add Mark Stone the day playoffs start and you're an eight seed. Now you're the one seed going, really? Mr. Bettman? This yeah. is the, but the this one seed's gonna be Colorado who's doing it with Landis Gog. So yeah, that point, they, yeah. they can't have a tough too much of a complaint. <laughs> but now complain. but now Vegas is four seven and one with Eichel in the lineup, fellas. That's you're just oh Andrew Peters somewhere, just uh, a smile came just across his face. Harvey's <laughs> right now, sending us the bill. <laughs> a, face came, a smile came across his face. He doesn't know why. But I, that's that's not what that ownership group wants. Yeah, there's 3-7 in their yeah. last 10. You talk, about how, you talk about that ownership group all the time and what they're yeah. motivated to do. That's yeah. And a very active owner. Yes. You know, Vegas is out bill. of the postseason right now by points percentage. Yep. Out of the playoffs. Like, Dallas is uh, one point behind him with four games in Who's hand. Who's their goalie? Brassois? Uh, Brassois, but uh, Logan number- Thompson's been playing because uh, Brassois hurt. 
So, yeah, Dallas on their heels. The Canucks are three points behind them with a game in hand. The Canucks are right there. I mean, yeah, this is a, this is real trouble for Vegas. It's, it's I fun. wonder if they oh. find a way to get Mark Stone back. They're like, we need you back. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they're like, oh, listen, we can't wait till the end yeah. of the season for you to come back. So, we need that cap space available. So you look at the Eastern Conference, and it's pretty much settled. Uh, I will say it is settled who the eight teams are going to be. It is. Unless Columbus gets stupid hot. Which? But the, the bottom of the Western Conference sell. here got incredibly compelling all of a sudden. There's a ton of teams that are in it. Yeah. Everybody's uh, wondering about uh, Jacob Chikrin. He's supposed to get an MRI, I think, today um, as he got hurt on the weekend. And uh, all the insiders are holding their breath whether or not this uh, this big prize is going to be available or, or not. The early reports were that uh, he when he left... Uh, the dressing room, he, he fared well with a lot of the testing that okay. they do believe. Again, this has to be confirmed with an MRI, but they do believe that it, it's fairly mild, okay. that he had good strength, uh, good motion, and that it shouldn't change uh, his status at the trade deadline. You know, I, I do couldn't help but feel the second I saw that he got hurt. It's like, if you're Arizona and you don't care about wins and losses that much, should he have been playing? Like, you know, you're 10 days, two weeks removed from this. This is your big chip. Yeah. Everyone knows. Like, should he have been playing? I guess that's a lot of hockey to ask yeah. a guy to sit out. But, it, you know, you got to protect your assets. Yeah. And at some point, that's a question. Yeah, but uh, it, it only depends on whether or not. Like, if, if you're talking about a guy that we all know is, is moving or pending UFA, you're not paying him, then it's a no-brainer. But... There's a chance Jacob he Chekring sticks and they pay be, him. And, or sorry. There, there could be a chance that he stays. Yeah. And you don't move him. And you just invite all 31 teams to the draft table to revisit a guy that still has three more years at right. four and a half. Like when you see some of the D-men out there, like you know, Darnell Nurse or uh, Warwinski mm-hmm. making nine, and you a got a chance to a have half. a Chikrin at – half the price for three more cups it's very attractive to to, if to trade for him arizona to eat some of that and just have chicken for like two schmill in your cap or something <laughs> yeah. then you'd really be i mean retain half bill and and uh kyle seem to have a pretty open dialogue yeah. All right, we got a few minutes. You got some bets for us? Well, first off, tonight is the most thrilling night of the NHL schedule. I don't know if you saw it tonight. We have some powerhouse matchups. Uh, there's one game, and it's Ottawa-Arizona. Ooh. I know. That's right up there with <laughs> Saturday night hockey night in Canada, Seattle, and Montreal. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. I, we, we should probably take one moment to say, uh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. I mean, I, I turned it on pretty late in the game, I'll admit, but man, not a thrill ride. The OT stunk. The shootout was worse. Yeah. That uh, was not. Not a lot of high skill in that one. No. Um, anyway, uh, Arizona and Ottawa, uh, the over-under is at six goals. The starters uh, for the game tonight are... You know, pick names you don't know. It's like Gustafson, and, and it's not great. Uh, not going to be super organized hockey. The over's a no-brainer to me in that one. Yes. Minus 112. You know, might as well slap it. Oh. How about this that. one? Since we were talking about him, guy loved being a Leaf. They traded him away. Give me a Connor Brown goal. What's that pay tonight? Oh, yeah, great question. Thank you. Maybe I should have given it to you before you had to scroll down on your, on your screen there, but... <laughs> Player goals, Connor Brown, that pays plus 260. There we go. 
All right, let's root for Connor tonight. Yeah. He's a member at St. George's, by the way. Oh, maybe you can get us that. on. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking to get out this this summer. Oh. Yeah. Why are you let me know? <laughs> I don't need Connor Brown. Oh, you, you come on. Oh, come on. You got to get us out. Okay, Kipper. I am going to live my golf season vicariously through you. Be like, oh, yeah, Kipper can hook it up, right? Oh. No problem. Come on. Guys, I was feeling pretty good in Florida. By the way, I did the, play. The, the, the swing was feeling good. Okay, give us an update on uh, on the, the players. Uh, Where's my your boy Smith? He's leading by two. He's made one part of it. You got 15 bucks on him, don't you? 25. Can we go from uh, golf to football and Tom Brady? Oh, yeah. Goat, amazing, could still play, but this attention like seeking garbage. I think so. It looked like a I, dick. I, I think he does, too. What was Full a retirement? Statements. You're the greatest football in history. You can't just play with retirement like that with everybody. I have a, I have a, I have a quick opinion on that. Let's have it. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. you got to appreciate greatness when it's around, so I'm happy that he's back. And I think he was forced into the retirement by Adam Schefter breaking that news. I think he was humming and hawing it. Stop it. And then he was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll retire. A reporter's attention-seeking diva. No, wrong. My nothing is but a kidding? greatness. Please tell yeah, me he's kidding. I'm not even sure what he's going for there, trying to defend. <laughs> That's my best I got, boys. It's ugly. Oh, what can I say? God. You so, need to drink some of his concussion-proof so water <laughs> that he's hawking for when, 950 When you retire at the end of this year, I'm, I'm blaming Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. He broke it. Sammy broke it first. That was fun today. It was. Feeling better? The sun will come up tomorrow. Yeah, got right. Dallas, Sammy, your Leaf Nation. I feel fine. There's many teams battling right now, just not the Leafs, so uh, take solace in that. Our thanks to Craig Simpson and Joshua Cloak from The Athletic. Nailed. We're back tomorrow, everybody. Have a safe night.